Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. And welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, the combo of the great combination of 2016. The combo of 2016 continues. The combo of 2016. That sounds like a new flavor of combos. They're going to have like eight combos 20- flavors in 2016, though. Like, there's no way we could just pick one. Buffalo Blasted Ranch Buddies, I'm sure it will be one. You think they're going to have all these this year? Like they don't they don't exist yet? No, I think like there in There aren't Buffalo Blasted Ranch Buddies? No, Buffalo Blasted Ranch Buddies came from my mind's eye. Um, no, the combina- combo of 2016 is that we have managed to swing Tarzan like from from show theme to show theme finding connective tissue through each of them and if you there's clues in each one to find out who the real killer is. But um you uh No, who got killed? Dun dun dun. Uh, so, okay. So, so started far with, we haven't dropped from the vines yeah. stone-like into the jungle. It started with hemophilia. Yep. And on hemophilia, we mentioned hydrogen peroxide. Yes. Hydrogen peroxide, we mentioned... Um, how did we get to earwax from there? Because I said it... Oh, it was good oh, for... Oh, because people, people, told us. people kept asking, but what about hydrogen peroxide? Isn't that good for ears? So, now, here we are. Talking about ears some more. Ears some more. I, apparently, ears gross people out. Yeah, some people have some problems with that, huh? Are ears gross? I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to say. Sometimes I, they don't, I feel like they don't a, like me. a space alien asking you these questions mm-hmm. because I don't like I don't think ears are gross, and I know what ears are, and I know what gross is. So I feel weird having to ask the question: Are ears gross? But are like am I, I missing ears, that? They is don't that particularly gross I'm me not? out. Okay. No, I mean I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about them. Then. Okay, you're the boss. Uh, I thought maybe we could talk about your aches. Yeah, uh, that's fine by me. I'll, I'll allow it. You'll, okay, well, thank goodness, because I don't have anything else prepared. Good. So, I mean, unless you just want to hear about, like, my day, because, you know, you didn't ask. Oh, wow. So here it is. So how was your day? <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It was it was okay. Glad I asked. Uh, so what what's the deal with your aches, Sid? Well, first of all, thank you to Jennifer and Emily for both mentioning this topic. And when I when I say earaches, let me just clarify. I'm talking about anything that can cause ear pain. Okay. Because as you as with a lot of medical conditions, before we understood the anatomy of the ear and uh, the different causes of ear pain, you know what what germ theory of disease and what infections are and why it matters if there are different bugs in your body and all that stuff. Before we figured all that out, all we knew is that our ears hurt. Right. Right. Ear, when you're talking about ear pain, even I 
uh, know that ear pain is really a symptom less than it is a disorder, right? Well, yes, obviously, yes, that is a, <laughs> it is a symptom of a problem. Typically, pain is a symptom of a problem. Um, and, and so when we say earache, we're just caught, we're talking about otalgia, which is just ear pain. Mm-hmm. And did it can I, be. Anybody recommend this, by the way? I already said that. Oh, did you say, I missed yeah. it, sorry. Jennifer and Emily. Thank you, Jennifer. They get they get a double thanks. Double thanks because of Justin's forgetfulness or probably not paying attention. I'm paying attention. So there are some different things that can cause ear pain. One is an infection of the middle ear, which we also call otitis media, which is what you think of with like little kids getting ear infections. When you think mm-hmm. about that, that's probably what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's behind the eardrum, and the eardrum gets all red and bulgy, and you see pus back there and. Um, you see that a lot, like I said, in kids. Uh, we could also be talking about an ear infection of the external ear, like the ear canal and beyond. That's called otitis externa. Okay. Um, and that's also what we're kind of talking about when you hear the term swimmer's ear. See, I always thought swimmer's ear was like when your ears got waterlogged after you went swimming. Well, yes, getting the water in your ear is the kind of the precipitating event for the problem, but it's really like a, an infection and then inflammation and irritation of the ear canal that results from that. So it's not just the presence of the water. Okay. That's just water in your ear. Got it. I don't have like a fancy name for that really. Okay. I could probably make one up and use Latin and you'd think I was impressive though. I already think you're impressive. Thanks, hon. No problem. Um, and then there are lots of other things that may have caused ear pain at any given time that we would have treated in the same way. I'm going to tell you about a lot of weird treatments for earaches and probably all this stuff was lumped in together. While these two that I've already named are the most common causes, you could also, again, you could have fluid in your ear that could be causing some ear pain or pressure. You could have uh, referred tooth pain. Okay. So if you have a problem with specific Kind of radiating up? Yes, exactly. It's like referred through different nerve branches to your ears. So it feels like your ear is the problem. But it's really not. But it's, it's actually your teeth. Like how a heart attack can sometimes radiate to your like, arms. Sure. Yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm killing it today. You're all over this. Yeah. Uh, and also like TMJ, problems with the, the joint that, that helps you operate gossip. your jaw. <laughs> I don't think they're TMJ. TM, okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's something else. TMZ, my mistake. That's the one they yeah, are. That's the one. I didn't know. I was hoping okay. you would fill it in. I knew okay. it was something else. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's my fault. I don't get my news there. I get my news from Justin. That's true. <laughs> uh, and so like TMJ could, for instance, cause some ear pain too. So so anyway, nobody ever knew really why these things were happening, why your ears hurt from time to time. It took us a long time to, you know, create smaller devices to look inside the ear and figure out what was going on. Uh, so basically, instead of that, we would just try to pour things in our ear and fix that that okay. way. Uh, there were a few theories um, when we talk about like the four humors and that theory of disease that you have four humors in your body that need to be kept in perfect balance in order for you to have perfect health. There was a thought that an earache or really any ear condition ringing in your ears, problems hearing anything could be caused by too much of your humors kind of pressing against your ear. Mm-hmm. So if you just had a lot of humors up there, yeah, makes that, sense. that would cause an earache. Uh, There were some other theories that I actually found more current ideas that ear infections are caused by not breastfeeding. 
Which like prob- the mom's ear infections or the baby's? Like a baby's okay. going to get an ear infection if you don't breastfeed that the baby. makes more sense. And it's, that's probably linked to a misunderstanding of studies that have shown a decrease in certain kinds of infections in infants who are breastfed, including ear infections. So I, but it, that, that reverse logic doesn't work. You know, if you, if, if breastfeeding correlates with a decrease in ear, ear infections, that doesn't mean that formula feeding causes ear infections. It's you, correlation, you not causation. Exactly. So that, that's a, that's false logic. Um, the prescription of antibiotics. I saw that a lot of places. If you took too many antibiotics, you'd get an ear infection. Is that legit? Well, no. I, I think again, it make it harder to treat. Maybe. Does that make sense? I, well, I think they're. I think that's what they're. They're trying to use stuff that's real to create you know, false conclusions. The idea that you're treated with a lot of antibiotics and so you can have more resistant infections certainly is a concern. But the idea that I would take an antibiotic and then get an infection in my ear from that's a i don't i don't understand what they're that's no okay just no no uh and then i saw a lot of people claiming that it's an inflammatory reaction to cow's milk Mm, no that now i can tell you that one doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense um whatever the causes people believed or didn't believe uh there were a lot of weird ideas for treatments throughout the years so to us modern folk not to them Um, it probably seemed pretty normal to them right yeah, well, okay, let's start with the first one. This is an example from ancient Egypt. This was a, a commonly used treatment for ear infections, actually several different like in, like infectious processes. So not, I mean, I say ear infections. They didn't know they were ear infections. For ear pain. Uh, for, and that you could use this for a lot of different painful conditions. You take a, a mouse. Okay. Uh, if it's already dead, good, you're halfway there. If it's not, make it dead. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. That's up to you, really. Mash it up. You want it to be a little decayed. Uh, It's better if it's a decaying dead mouse. No, can't. Not so much like a a fresh dead mouse. I took my headphones off, but it didn't help because you're right in front of me. And then you're going to mash that into a paste of dead decaying mouse. No, no, no. And then you're going to put it in your ear. Absolutely not. I'm not doing that at all. I thought you didn't have a problem with ears. (laughs) You monster. Justin has a problem with mice. Justin has a big problem with mice. None of the stuff on the show bothers me, except for the times when it super, super has. Uh, this <laughs> one, woof. Woof's a daisy. Okay. That was a Got really it. that was a really popular treatment for a lot of different pain complaints. But specifically, you would just put bad. that mash, that paste into your ear. Sydney, how bad does your ear hurt? Like I, the worst, right? Like the worst hurting. Hurt a lot. A lot. Yeah. For a long time. Because you're definitely not waiting for it to pass. Oh, that's so grody, though. That's I, so grody. I've never had ear pain to that extent, personally. <laughs> personally. I've never had any pain to that extent. I amputate my leg and I still wouldn't put a dead mouse paste on it. Ugh. So see what I'm saying? That's what when pesto I said is, some... though. Did you know that? A lot of people don't. That's pesto. Is dead mouse paste? That's what it comes from. A lot of people don't know it doesn't? That. Yep. Pesto, yeah, that's, that's what pesto is. No, you know what? Though you can use to make pesto is basil, okay, and garlic, okay, and strangely, pine nuts. The oil of basil and garlic can both were both used as treatments for earaches throughout sure. history. Put Why some not? garlic oil in your ear. Put some basil oil in your ear. 
then put some pine nuts in your ear and you got you got shake your head up. You got, you got a penne going. <laughs> um, a really popular treatment, especially as we look to like early early American treatments, like you know in the eighteen hundreds, seventeen and eighteen hundreds, you see um, warm urine. Okay. Being used for ears. And actually, that is something I have heard in my practice today as like a folk remedy. Like, just get some some fresh pee and put it in your... I mean, preferably your own, I guess, sure. just because, like, it's yours. It's easier to get fresh, too. <laughs> well, I mean, I think everybody it's, has... It's like farm to table. It's like, it's like toilet to ear, you know? Like, you, you, know, <laughs> you know where it's been. You don't want to get this, this like, is... GMO stuff. Hey, this is Sawbones, Justin and Sydney here. We're launching the uh, the toilet to ear revolution. Yeah, uh, we'd like you to start, you know, using local urine local, for your ear. F- locally sourced, shade grown urine. By shade grown, we mean remember. Please remember to leave the toilet covered <laughs> down. Free range urine for Free people range. who pee outside. Yeah, pee outside the bowl, I guess. Uh, so urine was a really popular treatment. Um, another thing, again, this is something I've still heard, is blowing tobacco smoke in your ear. So like take you know a couple of cigarettes. I feel like maybe we talked about that in our tobacco episode, right? We that sounds did. vaguely familiar. We did mention it. You could also just, if you didn't want to do the tobacco smoke, you wanted something more concentrated, you could stuff vape. a lot of... You could just vape right You could in vape in your ear. They were the healthier option. The healthier option. Someone's ear. Smells like strawberries. <laughs> no, you could stuff a lot of <laughs> chewing tobacco in there. <laughs> what? Plenty is like, mm, the old ear pain, eh? Well, just get blow some cotton in there, vape lord. Like, <laughs> what are you talking? He's lost it. Get the hemlock. We're putting him down. Hold on, wait. <laughs> is vape lord a term for people who vape a lot? It, it's kind of a, it's something of a derogatory term for people who, oh. <laughs> or who love to vape. I okay. Think. Not just something you made up. No, no, no. I've never heard this term before. I might have... It's, it's probably somebody I Can know. I call you Vape Lord now? I'd rather you didn't. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you could also just stuff a lot of chewing tobacco in there. Again, preferably, I guess, that you were chewing on and not someone else was chewing on. Yeah, I don't know. Either ideally. Way. Although, if you think about, like, these treatments were probably mainly enforced on children. Mm-hmm. It probably was something that, like, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa was gnawing on and then was like, here, stuff this in their ear. Why not? I need a place to put it. Um, I'm, I think we mentioned this on our episode about breastfeeding, but breast milk has been a popular treatment for ear infections, which again, like that's kind of weird logic. Like we know that babies who are breastfed maybe have slightly lower rates of ear infections, but that doesn't necessarily mean you could squirt some breast milk in their ear yeah, and that it would fix things. These are all like topically applied, right? Yeah. These are just things you're just squirting or blowing or stuffing in your ear. Um Again, like the next one, lightly toasted salt pork. Yum. Just take a wedge of it and shove it in there. Just get it in there, I guess. How big is your ear, dog? <laughs> well, I mean, you cut it. Like, you sure. can cut this. More like a pork rind at that point. <laughs> Stuff a pork rind in Just your put ear. Stuff a pork rind in your ear. It'll, at least it'll be there later. I'd rather do it. that than eat a pork rind, frankly. Chicarones. That's uh, in, Mexican, in Spanish, it's chicarones. I like that term better than pork rinds. It sounds more appetizing. So when I was on Adkins, I would refer to them as chicarones because it sounds better. It does sound fancier than it pork sounds rinds. sounds fancier, yeah, yeah, for sure. Either way, I don't want them. Yeah. Uh, vitamin C, of course, has been proposed. Now, this is actually something you could just, you know, take vitamin C, like by mouth. You don't have to stuff it in your ear. Um, it was just, it's used as a treatment for everything, right? 
Uh, cedar tar was one strange treatment I found that you would put inside your ear. That seems um, destructive. Yes. Uh, uh, hemp juice. Uh, likewise, uh, cannabis in general, I found on one of the now, now granted, while this was something that people have done throughout history, there are a lot of people on, um, like cannabis websites who are promoting like buy our cannabis lotion or our cannabis ointment and put it in your ear. If you want, if you want, I guess, or whatever, (laughs) if you want, uh, dove's blood was one particularly gruesome. Yeah. Like. I mean, you've got to obtain that. Sure, they're not going to. You're not going to put a little needle in there and get a pint. No, no, sir. No, no. I mean, I guess that would be the nicer way if you could find a dove and like get it to agree to donate blood for your ear. Give it a little, just... deb- a little, little Debbie <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> After get a sugar back up. Some orange juice and cookies. A little thimble of orange juice. Um, you could also try. This was something strange that I found. Take some warm. Take some salt. Warm it up, like in the microwave or whatever. Uh, wrap it in a washcloth and then just hold it near your ear for five minutes. Come on. That's, that one's not even worth put. I want, I want that to be lost to history. I'm editing that out because I want it to be, <laughs> I want history to forget about that stupid well, care. It, I saw the same thing, though, with like an onion. Like you could take an onion, wrap you it in a cloth. saw it on the onion. That's what happened. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you could wrap the onion in a cloth. You could put that uh, in your ear or near your ear. Um, same thing, or like a bottle of warm water that you could hold near your ear, and it's going to absorb. All these ideas are that they'll absorb the pain. The salt, the onion, the water, that it's going to somehow like suck the pain out of your ear and absorb it. Okay. Is the thought process. Sure. Of course, vinegar. Of course. Natch. And of course, olive oil. Of course. Of course. Or vinegar and olive oil. I never understand these these places where you'll see like, use some vinegar or use some olive oil or use vinegar and olive oil. Why would you use both if one works? If you're not making a salad, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this will go great with the garlic and the basil that you sure. already have in there. Do you want to, does a tomato work? Why not? Let's Why say not? it does. How some croutons? How about some cheese? <laughs> cheese, that'd be nice. Um, And then, uh, and then like I said, uh, um, Tea tree oil is is recommended for a lot of different things. Uh, mustard oil, and then finally, uh, crushed mango leaves. Okay, were a remedy that I found. This is wild, man. We're trying everything, huh? Yes. You know, I think we tend to get a little bit uh, uh a bit more woolly and wild when the um when the thing we're trying to treat is external or like basically external i think we tend to we tend to be a little bit braver when it's not like your stomach you know what i mean we're right. like you're gonna have to eat it like you're gonna have to swallow it like i think we'll get we're a little bit more experimental with stuff that's like you know you exterior. just kind of rub on you yeah you like really boldness there was like a hundred thousand things for that you know I, I think you're right. You really see a lot more uh, kind of caution thrown to the wind when it's something you're just going to put on the outside of you because we think like, well, our skin will protect us if it's dangerous. Sure. I, I've seen that actually people use like um, aspirin pastes that they put all over them for various complaints. This yeah. is unrelated to ears, but I've just seen that as if it's like, well, it won't be dangerous if you just make a paste out of aspirin and kind of smear it all over you. Okay. That is dangerous. Do not do that. You do absorb that and you can get quite sick. Oh, good but I think people don't know that because it's like, well, it's external sure well justin i want to tell you about some more crazy treatments for ear pain i'm ready city but before i do that why don't you come with me to the billing department let's go
Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. I said, don't keep me in suspense. I know we've got some other uh, uh, cures yes. for cures. Those are my audio quotes. How do those work? <laughs> Cures. Cures. So, so one thing that I thought was particularly disturbing. Again, this this kind of dates back to um, early early American days, the early days of our country. One thing that people would try to do for an earache is find what was called a Bessie bug, also called a Betsy bug. I've never heard of this. It's a kind of beetle. It's basically one of those real big black beetles that have like the pinchers, like the little things on the end that can like bite and they can fly mm-hmm. and they're unpleasant looking. So if you can get over that, you just need to grab one when you see it. If you have an earache, I'm assuming don't do this for fun. This is just no, obviously no, for no, medical no, reasons. Not for kicks. Uh, you pull it apart 
and that there is a some sort of yellow sack inside that contains or there's a sack inside that contains like a yellow fluid i don't know if this is like a bladder or i have no idea i don't know anything about bug anatomy so if this was a role-playing game it would be like a a, a create a salve that you use to rub on your blade to give it lightning powers or something (laughs) well it's similar you just squeeze that fluid into your ear same thing basically same principle i don't think you get a lightning blade out of it no but your earache is supposed to go away sure I, I would say it probably doesn't. Um, I saw uh, a lot of advertisements for chiropractic readjustment to cure your ear infections. I I don't know. I don't know that I have evidence necessarily for that. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that chiropractic readjustment would be bad for you in that case, but I don't think it would help with your ear infection. Fair enough. And then, of course, homeopathy has to weigh in on this. Sure. Uh, why not? So if you have uh, an ear infection or an earache and you go to a homeopathic practitioner, they might suggest that you take some potassium chloride, except they won't tell you that. They'll tell you it's calimuraticum, muraticum, muraticum. Okay, sure. And uh, you can use that if you've got like um, not only a stuffy ear, like a stuffed up, like your ear feels like it's full of fluid or something and some hearing loss. But also if you've got like a runny nose and some big tonsils, they'll tell you like, oh, don't worry. We have some calimuriaticum for you, which really means we put a drop of potassium chloride in some water, which we put then in some water, which was then in some water and blah, 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 until we have like basically some water. Okay. Or you could use mercurius dulcis, which is just mercury chloride. Again, same kind of process, and that's if you have um, retracted eardrum. So if, like, the eardrum is, like, pulled in tight as mm-hmm. opposed to bulging out at you, it's, like, pushed back. Sure. So, and both of these really are just water. Yeah, they're just water. Yeah. Um, one of our favorite friends of the show, <laughs> one of our, our recurring characters, if you will, sure. is Pliny the Elder. Sure. I know Pliny. Now, Pliny always delivers when he shows up on sawbones (laughs) he always brings the goods with some sort of i don't want to say crazy medical cure yes uh definitely definitely made up when it comes to ears plenty cannot stop talking plenty the elder does not have enough to say about ear pain and ear infections and ear problems Okay. He has like a cure for all of them. So let's just, let's really get into this. And this isn't even all of them, by the way. I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is enough. I could do an entire episode on Pliny the Elder and your ear. Yeah. He can't wait to get in there. <laughs> so one of the things for just ear pain in general that Pliny would recommend is, and, and should I clarify, like Pliny was a naturalist from ancient Rome that we, we talk about a lot on the show because he wrote about like the natural history of everything, all plants and animals and life on earth. Plus he's like a, one, he's the only one who thought he probably has more notoriety because he's the only one who thought to like rail this stuff down. Everybody else yeah. is just spouting out their butts. That's true. And he wrote it all down. It's all out there. And he had a cure for everything, every condition and uh, multiple cures for many. And and the only reason that people keep asking, like, do a whole episode on him. I don't think that it would be endless episodes. It would be episode after episode because he wrote about everything. Plus, we don't want to burn all our plenty material. No, because it's, it's some good stuff. For instance, for your earache, you could take some mice ash. Can we not? Which, again, would involve you first, you know, burning a, a mouse sure, to right. make the yeah, ash. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. How's your day, mouse? Pretty bad, huh? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I know. I feel really bad for... I am not, by the way, endorsing murdering any mice. Please don't. I'm into it. Well, Justin doesn't like mice. I am telling you, don't kill any mice. 
These are just funny, like, haha, laugh about it and then move on. Don't kill mice. Uh, mice ash with honey or rose oil, either, whatever you prefer. I mean, there's already mice ash there, so that's the important part. Uh, you could also use a centipede that's pounded into a pomegranate rind. Okay. Sure. I mean, sure. Fine, Plenty. Fine. <laughs> You've got to find the centipede and capture it first, though, and that would freak me out. I think some of this is just like people were so bored. They just needed something to do. Catch and a centipede and pound it into a pomegranate rind is what they came up with? That's like, listen, uh, Daryl, yes, Daryl, yes, <laughs> I'd love to come over, but I've got a full day booked. I am hunting down at, believe, get this, hunting down a centipede to grind it into a pomegranate rind. I, yeah, I read a bit, it's a new treat, but I read about that hot magazine, Stone Tablets. And uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just really excited to get out there and get on the hunt. So, but it's endorsed. I can't come to your daughter's rock throwing recital. <laughs> but it's endorsed by Plenty, so you know it's got to yeah, be good. It's he's plenty, like it comes from Plenty. He's like the Doctor Oz of our time. Yes, the, uh, <laughs> the time before Doctor Oz. <laughs> actually, actually, a soothsayer named Draws was the Doctor Oz of their time. But they're, they're close. Plenty's close. He's the Doctor Phil of their time. Maybe I don't know. I think that's probably Socrates. Oh, okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So let's say you've got some water in your ear. Okay. Okay. I, that's happened to me before. Just put some goose grease and onion juice in there. Great. Then you won't care so much about the water. Because uh, now you got the goose grease and the onion juice in your ear. Yeah. If you get a uh, creature in your ear, as we mentioned last week, uh, that, that poor unfortunate yeah. woman on Survivor got that worm in her ear, you could um, put some vinegar and mouse gall in there. Ugh. Again with the mice. Uh, for Yeah. The mice are popular ear treatments. I don't yeah, know apparently. what that association is. Apparently. Maybe because of Mickey Mouse and the big ears? Yeah. No, probably not. No. For ulcers <laughs> in your ear, you could mash some earthworms or some redworms into some grease and okay. put it in there. If your ear is bruised, you put some salt into the mouth of a preserved lizard. So you like take a lizard, tie it by its tail from a like clothesline and hang it there to dry and then put salt in its mouth and then put that on your ear. Sure. Uh, if your ear is broken, you need some snails with some frankincense or myrrh or honey. Okay. Deal. Uh, if your ear is smelly. And it is. Sure. Serpent skin with rose oil. Puss in your ear, saffron, or a dirty cricket. Not a clean one. A dirty one. Not one of those prim and proper crickets. And in general, it's a good idea to keep a concoction of dormouse that you have skinned and disemboweled and boiled in honey um, on hand for any ear complaints. These mice. These are all of Pliny's recommendations. These mice just can't catch a break this week. Uh, One interesting, before I tell you what you actually need to do about your ears, one kind of interesting side note is something that you may come across called Tektite Solution, or actually there are some like over-the-counter products that are based on this Tektite Solution. So where does this come from? This is this is something that you could put in your ear for swimmer's ear, is what you'll see it, it you know marketed for. Tektite was an underwater habitat that was built off the coast of the uh, Virgin Islands in 1969. It was like the first federally funded underwater. Um, like place where you know people divers could go stay to study obviously like the ecology of coral reefs but also to study like the effects of being underwater for a really long time on humans so like physiology and uh, the uh, decompression sickness and that kind of stuff okay um which by the way this whole thing this underwater habitat was built in a place called king of prussia pennsylvania oh okay which is one of my favorite named there's a mall there 
King of Prussian Mall. Yes. It's like one of the largest malls. I don't know if it is still the largest mall, but it is one of the largest malls. I think Mall of America is probably the biggest. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have the stats on hand. The Bloodhound Gang is from King of Prussia. Okay. So, so is Joe Bryath. Wow, that's true. Those are all the facts I know about King of Prussia. Thank you. And also, the underwater habitat was built by GE uh, there. Anyway, the point is, a lot of these divers got uh, swimmers' ear, and so they had to come out, come up with something to do for for all this external ear infection. And they created the solution of um, acetic acid, tannic acid, and alcohol. Uh, And what we've actually found is that acetic acid, I don't know if it's necessarily as good at treating um, an outer ear infection as antibiotic. When I, when I started looking into some of the studies, it might take a little longer. And if it's a really serious infection, you're not going to want to mess around with acetic acid. But if you put that in your ear, it might actually help prevent, hmm. like if you are going to be a diver, somebody who would be at higher risk to get swimmer's ear, it actually might help to prevent ear infections. And there are a lot of products that you can buy that help to keep your ear canals dry um, to try to prevent that. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're based on this this uh, oh, type solution. So what's the, what, what do you actually do, Sid? I, this, that sounds kind of real, but what's the, the what, what, what do you recommend? So first of all, if you think that you or your child, because you see this a lot, a lot in kids, have uh, an, a middle ear infection, an otitis media, uh, go see a doctor, you might need antibiotics. Not necessarily, though. About 70% of children get better on their own within two or three days, and about 80% are better within a week to 10 days. So you don't always need an antibiotic, but you should get checked out. Um, because sometimes you do. If you if you think you have the external ear infection or swimmer's ear, again, it's a good idea to get checked out because a lot of people do need ear drops. So okay. that's when we would use those ear drops, okay. uh, antibiotic ear drops, sometimes steroid. Keep your ears dry. You can keep the water from collecting there, like blow them out with a hair dryer after you get out of the pool and that kind of stuff. Keeping your ears dry helps to prevent it. Um, and maybe, maybe acetic acid. Um Either way, you want to talk to a doctor about this stuff. And others, all that other stuff, if I haven't said it enough, just go see a doctor, like if your ear hurts, because they can look in there. Like we have special tools. They're called otoscopes. <laughs> and we look in your ear and we tell you why it hurts. And it's great. Go go for it. Doctors, check it out. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Sydney McElroy for co-hosting this program with me. Thank you, Justin. And thanks to taxpayers. Our, our, our daughter, Charlie, is awake, so I'm oh. going to go get her in just a second. Okay, well, then let me wrap this up by saying thanks to you for listening. There's a lot more great shows at MaximumFun.org. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.